Is it necessary to compete in bodybuilding to make it in the fitness industry? Well, this is a question that I used to ask myself a lot and I definitely thought that the answer was yes. That's why I ended up competing four times in four separate bodybuilding competitions. And whether you are somebody who's wanting to quote unquote make it in the fitness industry or whether you're someone who's a coach and has clients that are considering competing, this is definitely going to be valuable for you. So Lauren Tickner here, James Smith is with me as well. And we today are gonna to be talking about this topic from. The perspective of somebody who did compete and then I'm gonna come at it from the point of view of someone who hasn't competed in any kind of physique show however I have prepped people to compete in these bikini competitions um, we've both also got free content in the show notes um, so Lauren has a free online email training and I have a free ebook for online fitness coaches so the links are down in the show notes, so head on down and download them. Yeah, they're both for fitness coaches, so if you are a fitness coach or you're somebody who's wanting to make it in the fitness industry, then you should definitely grab both of them because they're going to help you out massively, massively. And by the way, if you are someone actually that wants to get your personal training qualifications, then just send me an email. I've left my email linked in the show notes as well. Not linked, I've just left it there, you know? So uh, I think that a lot of people who want to make it in the fitness industry, you're probably going to need your personal training qualification but that is a topic for another day whether you should only be allowed to post to social media about fitness type stuff if you do have your PT qualification so stay tuned for that anyway so today we're gonna be touching upon all this stuff now how do you want to go about this how should we discuss it I think what what was your initial mindset when it came to why did you compete so I competed because I used to see all these people on social media who looked amazing, all glammed up. The first person that I ever saw was like Amanda Latona or something along those lines. Paige Hathaway, and I, I think Paige competed. But I always saw them looking all fancy in their sparkly bikinis and looking amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want their bodies. And then what happened was, this was when I was around 17, and there were people in my gym who wanted to compete as well. And they would ask me like, oh, are you competing? Because you train like as though you compete. And it just kind of got in my head, like people were saying this to me, I was seeing it on social media and I just love the idea of it because I thought if I compete, then it's literally gonna be, you know, it's gonna be the pinnacle of fitness. It's gonna make or break me. And then I had friends who were competing who I met eventually through through companies who we worked with and um, they eventually persuaded me and they were like, yeah, it's so good for you. It's gonna help you make it in the industry. It's gonna help you get sponsored. And I was just really doing it because I was kind of, the, for the first competition, my motive was because I just initially, like 12 months away from the competition, I was like, right, I'm gonna compete because I wanna, I wanna be able to do all these cool things. I wanna get all these sponsors. I wanna meet all these people. And I thought that it was just gonna help me, yeah, like make it in the fitness industry. Then closer on to get to doing the competition and all this stuff, I did actually really like the mental challenge and I know a lot of people do say that, but I did like it because I'm not one of these people who's good at physical sport, but I feel like I've got quite strong willpower, so I was able to perform in that sense. And I just really liked that I was able to share my journey on social media and show people how to compete in a way that it's not like totally damaging your mindset, your body, like you're training bazillions of hours a day, doing so much cardio and eating off some ridiculous meal plan. I was showing people how I was prepping through tracking macros and through training four or five times a week and through doing no cardio. So that was kind of why I did it. I think further away from it, it was because I wanted to do it to make it in the industry. But then closer to the competition, it was because I basically just enjoyed it really. So that was that for me. And I think a lot of people, when they do go into competitions, they do it because they think, oh, I'm gonna get sponsored. And if I get sponsored, then I've made it in the industry. 
But really, it's far from that. And I actually think that competing is pretty unrelatable to the majority of people. So if you're trying to build up a social media following, I think you're actually better off not competing because I think that it's just... If I if I see someone as I'm scrolling through my feed right now and they've competed um, and then I go on their page and all their content is about, oh, I'm on prep right now, all this stuff. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest. Like I'm probably going to unfollow them because it's not interesting to me as an everyday person. So unless you're someone who's trying to become a coach for other competitors, then I think posting this type of content is not really going to be the best thing for your long-term career, I'd say, personally. Yeah, I'd say prepping, competing, anything is highly irrelevant unless you're prepping other people. Yeah, exactly. Unless you want to become the go-to prep coach and build an online fitness business in the world of bodybuilding. Like, I have people on my course who, basically, they sent me their landing page for their website. They were like, Lauren, what do you think of this? Um, I'd love some feedback. So this was just, there's actually been two circumstances where this has occurred, but the most recent one, basically, I said to her, like, honey, you need to change all these photos, because along the top, there was three photos where she was in a bikini competition, and I was like, your ideal client is somebody who's around 30 to 35, who's got, just had kids, and they want to lose some weight. If they go on the page and see that, they're going to be so intimidated and think, oh my gosh, I can never look like that. It's just not relatable. So uh, that was a bit of a tangent there. But So what do you think, coming at it from the stance of prepping someone, like, what was their aim going into this? And wh- why did they do it? Well, I think firstly, before we go into that, to address the issue of becoming a prep coach, it involves a whole host of politics, bum-licking a load of judges and sending all of your clients to the like the right posing person, the right tanning person, like all of this kind of jazz. So it's kind of not the place you want to be unless you're prepared to get a lot of brown nose. Yeah, and if you're really passionate about it and you see yourself doing that full-time and you're so passionate about prepping people and, and bodybuilding and all this stuff, then cool, that's amazing. Um, but there is going to be a lot of politics involved. And, you know, you could be the best coach in the world, but if the judges of the federation where you're sending your clients don't like you, then, like, they're not going to do well, even if they've been... Even if they look the best, it's just there's a lot of politics involved with bodybuilding. Um, and this is something that I discovered when one of the judges blocked me on Instagram for the competition that I was doing, which was very strange, bizarre, interesting, and, uh, well, I mean, I'd like to say unheard of, but unfortunately it's not unheard of in the world of bodybuilding. Um, so, from a coach's stance, now, what would you what would you say about bodybuilding? Like, what what's kind of, like, the point in it? From a coach's stance or bodybuilding? I'd say well, from a coach's stance, the majority of the reason why someone would come to you in a gym say they want to compete is because they know what's going on they know about competing but they need an end goal Mm. that they want something to do something for because they just don't know they're in this rut of like they come in and train they do their thing they go home eat their meals but they don't really know what they're doing it for yeah so true so i think that kind of tends to be what normally happens when they come to you from a gym point of view yeah what you might find is someone's already competed now they want to coach so they're coming to you, which I think then there's two different perspectives. However, that person that's coming to you having already competed, you need to discuss with them some kind of like mindset approach to it and say, why are you competing again? Is it because you've got like unfinished business and you want to go back and win, that you're a highly competitive person? Or is it because you've got lean once, you have that photo on a pedestal, now you're not that lean and you just want to get back there, so you're using competing again as like, a way of getting back to that. Mm. So I think you need to 
address a lot of an issue when it comes to like mindset and you need to really dial down why someone's doing it mm. rather yeah, than just I think a lot of times though as well people will say they're doing it oh because I want to challenge my mind like I said earlier but I think a lot of times it is because they do think it's because it's going to help them stand out in the industry it's going to help them get recognition they're going to get a sponsor they're going to win money and by the way like you're not going to win money <laughs> in a bodybuilding yeah. competition um and if you do get a sponsor like I think this is a whole nother topic, but getting sponsored shouldn't be the thing that you're chasing. You should be chasing a much something much greater than that because there's not a massive amount of money in it. You know, even when I make one post to social media, like that's not really even gonna be that much money, like a decent, decent amount. Um, so yeah, so is it necessary to compete from somebody who is a content creator? Like that's why I'd say I do as part of my job as well as doing like online courses because obviously we're creating content now, right? So um, from my point of view, to make it in the fitness industry, I would actually say it's quite the opposite unless you have a vision of becoming the go-to bodybuilder. Like that's what you're, you want your niche to be. And if you're going to be going down that route, then you need to know that there's a lot of politics involved. You're going to have to be consistently competing and it's going to become the thing that you get known for. I think it becomes hard when you're trying to say, oh, I really want to become the go-to person when it comes to, I don't know, it could be anything. It could be like, let's just say you're a vegan coach for other, like you, you coach people on how to lose weight as a vegan, right? But it's just, if you're then doing loads of bikini competitions or bodybuilding competitions, it's a different level. So you're kind of falsely luring people in being like, yeah, I'm the vegan coach. This is how you can look. And even if you don't say this is how you can look, but you can say, oh, I'm a vegan coach. And like, they see you competing and all this stuff. They are naturally going to think, oh my gosh, if I go with this coach and I get all this vegan coaching, um, then I can look like them. But it's it's just, oh, what do you think, James? Like, I think that this is the really difficult thing because you need to pick one or the other in my eyes to actually make it in the industry because it's just going to be so confusing for people otherwise. Yeah, you either need to go and compete and like put yourself out there as a coach and that's all you double down on. Yeah, but would you say if you compete, you have to coach other bikini competitors? No, not at all. And I'd say the majority of people that compete can't coach, 100%. Why? Because they're just not educated enough. Like, they know... It's the same as, like, having trained for a few years and then being like, right now, I could PT people. Yeah. Like, that's not how it works. So it's the same as, like, just because you've competed doesn't mean you know how to compete other people. Coach other competitors. Yeah. yeah. It it doesn't, like... It just doesn't work like that. There's so Mm. many individual differences. You need to understand, like, hormonal balances, like, how people's bodies react. Everything can't just be, like... Mindset massively. It can't just be, like, getting an energy deficit done. Yeah. Like, and then just support them. So I think that's one thing, like, that's, yeah, you either need to do, almost do one or the other. I think you need to, I think competing once, showing that your methods are, like, they work, and that you can do it, is worthwhile. From there, if you just want to coach people, I don't think it's worthwhile. Yeah. Unless it's a real passion of yours and you yeah. like doing it. I, I have a good friend who's a very good prep coach, and he competed once in a natural federation, never competes again however he does very well out of coaching natural competitors yeah but he won't compete again because it's not in his lifestyle and he doesn't want to do it he just wants to coach people yeah because he's passionate about it but then the thing that i'm trying to get at is like if you i just take this vegan fat loss coach example if you're a vegan fat loss coach but then you're constantly competing and posting your competition content on social media 
I think it's really confusing for people. Yeah. And I think this whole saying goes like, your vibe attracts your tribe. Like, if you're constantly mm-hmm. posting about competing in bikini competitions or bodybuilding, whatever, you're going to start attracting other bodybuilders and you're not necessarily going to be attracting your ideal client. And I think that this is where it's really important to think, okay, who do I actually want to attract? Because if you wanted to take your business really seriously, and this brings us back to the other podcast that we did where it's like taking your business as seriously as you take your fitness, like, you'd be smart and you'd realise, okay, doing this competition doing all these competitions isn't necessarily serving me because it's not having me attract my ideal client yeah I think also on the back of that you're doing very well if you're competing as a vegan like props to you I've got a lot of time for that Um, but I think coming at it from a coach's point of view as well is that coaching like an experience of prepping people I've prepped one person who came from it at like a point of view of they'd competed twice before wanted a new coach that was absolutely fine because their passion was in it they wanted to do it I think there's a few other people that have come at the point of view of like they just want it as an end goal. Mm. They're an absolute nightmare to prep. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like, they are just they don't really want it. They don't they're passionate not passionate about the process. They just want an end goal of trying to get in shape. They want a few Instagram followers, they want to be in that world. So like they're a nightmare and I'd stay kind of aware away from them. What I would say though is if someone comes to you they want an end goal and they want an end goal that's kind of like based on aesthetics, how they look, whatever, always point them towards a photo shoot. Yeah. Just because there's no, like, it's not so competitive. You're not going to stand up on stage and get judged. That is for themselves. Um, but when it comes to people, like, coming to you and wanting a goal to train towards, just say you're improving your life. Like, you are getting better. You are improving your health and well-being. So like, that's your why of your training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, definitely. Yeah, so I think that it's just important to... Yeah, from if you're someone that's trying to make it in the industry, like think, okay, where do I want to be five years from now? Like if you're desperate to become an IFBB pro and like that's all that you want in life, like chase that path. But then don't try and put out another message as well because I think that's far too confusing for people and it's luring them down the wrong... I think it's just maybe not quite as honest as necessary because I think if you're trying to constantly say like, oh, you can look like this, like blah, 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 but you're constantly on prep and you're doing these ridiculous diets like and your whole lifestyle is prep and bodybuilding it's not necessarily going to it well no it won't be possible actually for your ideal client which is this vegan who wants to just lose a bit of fat um so that's my stance on that definitely i think you need to think what do i really really want like if i'm perfectly honest like you're not going to make it in if just through competing like it's just not how it happens yeah, and the that- content isn't as relatable I think there's also a thing as well as like almost on social media these people competing want to put out you know, like an image of like it's about who can suffer the most. Yeah. But I don't agree with that. Like yeah. you can get in obscene shape without suffering. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's what I showed when I was actually prepping. So like, there's a complete difference as well. Like before people start moaning, between a natural bodybuilder and a bikini competitor or a men's physique competitor. Right. A natural bodybuilder will have to suffer at some stage to get in obscene shape where they've got like striated glutes and everything. However, for the majority of people that compete, i.e. bikini people, men's physique people, you can get into that condition without suffering. Yeah. So I think putting out there kind of like, I'm a hero, I'm suffering, portrayal to like your client isn't accountable and isn't achievable for the majority of your like target audience yeah it just annoys me when i see like these people being like oh my abs are looking so lean like here's my youtube video which shows how i lost fat like in 30 days or something and they're on prep and they're competing like you can't that's putting out such a bad dishonest and just 
oh, the message just isn't right. Like, it's going to be screwing people up. So that's my opinion on that. If you want to make it in the fitness industry, provide constant value to an ideal client. Get so clear on your niche. Keep posting that value. Get yourself out there. You know, make your content so useful to these people. Um, and then, yeah, that's that, really. That's my that's my opinion. Yeah, I don't have anything else to cool. offer on that. If just get like into this. people's mindset if they come to you and want to compete. Yeah. As a coach. Yeah, definitely. No, exactly. And like, yeah, if you are that coach and you're wanting to prep people, then just know that that's going to be, if you're going into that, it's, there's a lot of different things involved that uh, you may not have thought of. So that is that. That wraps up today's episode of the Business My mouth is drying. This is the Business Meets Fitness podcast. Yeah. So if you liked it, share it, subscribe, all that stuff. See you later. Goodbye. Bye.